a Dad's Net original podcast. Hi, I'm Michael. And I'm Paul. We're the Atwell Brices and this is Diffability. The podcast for parents with children who have disabilities. We're the proud dads of two sets of identical twins, Lance and Lawson, our youngest. And Levi and Lucas, our older twins, who are diagnosed with autism and epilepsy, amongst other disabilities. In Diffability, we'll be helping you with tips and recommendations. And we'll be speaking to special guests and most of all, you'll hear that you are not alone in your journey. Hello and welcome back to the Disability Podcast with me, Michael. And it's me, Paul Atwal Bryce. Hello, listeners. Hope you're all well and enjoying this lovely day. We are back. We are talking all kinds of nonsense as per usual. So this week it's been... Recently, it's been half term uh, and Levi and Lucas have two weeks off with their school. So they have two weeks off in May, two weeks off in October and only four weeks off in August, which actually works better. But it does mean that the uh, holidays don't coincide with the younger two, Lawton and Lanson. It's a long, long holiday. It's a long way to, to Tipperary. It's a long way to go. <laughs> um, so what have we been up to? Obviously, we have been to the caravan um, for the first part of the half term. And we are tired, exhausted, mentally drained. And we still got another week to go. What about all you other listeners? What are you all up to? Yeah, so a lot of people do messages when we're at the caravan and say, what's the sleeping arrangements? How do we manage without the boys changing bench and getting... There are no sleeping arrangements. We don't sleep. <laughs> that's the... just a fact. <laughs> that is true, isn't it? Yeah, we don't So sleep. obviously at home, they're in specialised high-sided cots. And at the caravan, they're just in standard beds. So the boys kind of get up whenever, wander around the caravan, even the little two join in as well. So we do get quite exhausted when we go to the caravan, but... No, we don't get exhausted. We get knackered. Yeah. We are absolutely knackered. Uh, Lotan and Lance are returning back tomorrow. It's not... See, it's our caravan, this one. So we've had it a long time. We first got a caravan when Levi and Lucas were about two. So it's not adapted. Um... There's no like we have to like shower them in the caravan. It's a lot. It's a lot more hard work. So we're changing the pads, nappies on the floor in the living room. You just have to adjust, don't you, and work with what you've got. Otherwise, you won't be able to go nowhere. There is obviously adapted caravans available, but um, it's hard showering the boys now. But the boys do have a great time when they're away because there's normally a fun fair there. As you all know, they love the rides. This is what life is like. We're trying to record a podcast and the builder is shouting in the background. Have you got a minute there, Paul? Yes. And I'm like, oh, gosh. But. So this, this builders are still here. God knows how many weeks later. But yeah, it's... Um, this is like going on. After um, when Levi and Lucas normally have an extra week off, we normally spend like, obviously we get more quality time with them, which is nice. And we it's can, nice because... When Lotan and Lance return back to school, we can do the things where we can spend time with the boys, which we don't 
yeah. really get with just them because the younger two are so loud. That's the thing, and actually, Lawton and Lanson are a lot louder and more boisterous. Levi and Lucas, are the, as they've grown, they've calmed and and they've simmered down a lot, aren't they? And they're a lot calmer. But the so, boys will be getting their hairs cut this week, won't they? Yeah, so we like to take them to the barbers. Obviously, we can now take them to the barbers, and they're doing great with it. When other children in this area have gone back to school, so the barbers is nice and quiet. They can just focus on cutting the boys' hair, and they're really good. They turn all the music off, you know. The 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 boys again are easier to have their hair cut than it is with Lawton and Lance. Um, but that's what we'll be doing. That's what we've been doing. We've been to the fun fair. We took all the kids to Mablethorpe. We had fish that and chips. That was a lovely day. If nobody's been to Mablethorpe, please go and visit. Because the beach there is so clean yeah. and long. It's a really it's, long stretch. It's and there's a beautiful a l- beach, it really is. It, and it's all flat. Yeah. When it's summer there, it's like being abroad because the sand is really nice. It's really long. We, it's we, just beautiful. It's not like the Norfolk Broads, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> we, we walked. You, you can walk down to a section you've virtually got all the beach to yourself. So Lucas sometimes just like sitting on the sand and playing with it, like a sensory thing, putting it in his hand and pouring it down. Levi's not as keen on the sand, so we tried to support him to go down to the beach and kick his feet in the water, but he wasn't having none of it. He, he doesn't really like the sand. Um, but we all had a really nice day. Like I said, we had fish and chips. Uh, ice cream. The weather was really kind to us as and well. And Mablethorpe actually have a change in places toilet facilities there as well. Hurrah! Yeah. Hurrah! Yeah, so it's got the bench, the hoist. Big hoist. shout out to Mablethorpe. Yeah, and there's a lot of disabled parking bays. Um, and I think if you put on three hours, if you pay for three hours parking with a blue badge, you get six. So whatever you put on, you get double. You so- know, there was one thing which was really interesting about parking for Mablethorpe, which I'd seen. Um, so they have disabled bays for yeah. blue badge holders. But then next to it, they also had um, disabled bays for motorhomes yeah. with a blue badge. Yeah. And I thought... That was really interesting. I'd not seen that before, specifically just for motorhomes, if they had disabled people as well. well. And that was excellent. So I think a lot of disabled people do go there because they're another big minibus full of older people with disabilities and learning difficulties and some were in wheelchairs. And they could park in one of them bays. And then obviously they've got the carers, all the workers have got room to get all the chairs out. Um, Just more things like that are cropping up. Uh, for Mablethorpe to have a change in places and it's in this car park that Paul's talking about just like out, outside of town but within walking distance to the beach we're really good. So we obviously are full supporters of Mablethorpe please visit it and support the seaside because it's a beautiful place but coming up on today's Diffability podcast Michael, are you there? <laughs> yeah, coming up, we'll be speaking to Sharon West. Now, Sharon's a singer-songwriter. She does her own music, but she's also got a vast knowledge in SEN. She's worked as a careers advisor. Um, she does a lot with the SEN children. So we'll be speaking to her about what happens like post-16, post-19, what's out there, and she's got some great advice. So stay tuned for that. So the next part of the show is obviously where one of you oh, guys... Oh, Michael calls it a show. 
you guys. Um... Oh, we are now a show. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very professional. Showtime. The Please. next part of the podcast. I'm going to start calling him Michael Showbiz at one price. That's <laughs> oh, what I'm going to start you. calling him. Michael Showbiz. <laughs> This business we like to call show. Paul Jazz Hands at Wal Bryce. Oh, there you go. Anyway, over to you, Michael. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. So a lot of you you guys obviously follow his journey and watch us on his Instagram stories of where we go and what we get up to. And um, we've had one question come in from Mary from Southport. Hello, Mary. <laughs> and she's wanting to travel. She's wanting to come further up north for a holiday or break. And she's asking... What is more accessible? Where does Mary live? Southport. Do, oh, I've she's seen wanting to. Seen. She's got family up like this way, and she's wanting to know what's good. Obviously. Oh, Mary. She's heard fall up here. She, You're missing so much. She's heard we've uh, recommended Alton Towers and stuff before and their things, but I think we'll go back to what Paul's. What we've just been talking about previously in the show uh, is is Mablethorpe because what they've put in place, but not only Mablethorpe. I think. Other seaside towns that we've visited up north, like North Yorkshire, Scarborough, Bridlington, uh, Filey, we've, we've had quite good experiences with all seaside towns up this way, um, with their disabled parking. They're, they're very accessible and we like Cleethorpe, which is where our caravan is because it's all flat. So when you're pushing like Levi and Lucas and their adults now, they're 16, to have it all flat makes a big difference. It's easier on the back. Yeah. So we, we can walk them for miles, pushing them into town. And another good thing about Cleethorpe, so not just Mablethorpe, Cleethorpe is like a, a mile from uh, Cleethorpe. So there's Cleethorpe, Mablethorpe, they're all like within an hour of each other, or there's Skegness. But Cleethorpe has a, a accessible changing toilet, but it also has, which is a really good thing, beach buggies. Where you can put a child or young person or adult with disabilities and special needs on this and it's designed to glide across the sand. And it, and it does. Special inflatable wheels. Yeah. And it's just so easy. It's absolutely great fun. We've so, used yeah. Levi and Lucas. And it's a great piece of equipment. Whoever created this deserves an award because I think more it just makes it yeah. so much accessible. More seasides are doing this because I don't know if you've ever tried pushing a normal buggy. Well, you just sink. Or, or a wheelchair. You just can't push it through the sand. You get so then stuck. The, the children or people with the disabilities end up by the sideline. Just watching. And, and that's not what we're about. People in wheelchairs or disabilities should never be at the side watching. They should be in the heart of everything that's going on and joining in. That is what they should be doing as well. And that piece of equipment, those beach buggy style chairs, they're just amazing, aren't they? So the last time we used them, you could t- you went to the lifeguard station, which is on the seafront. I mean, it always helps when the lifeguards <laughs> are quite attractive. I do have to say. The female know, ones. As a raging homosexual young man, you know, you go to the lifeguard, station and lifeguard. how they come and lifeguards in the and yellow I'm and like, red oh this is like Christmas no, so you go to the lifeguard station or you did when we went and basically you can exchange your wheelchair for one of the accessible like beach sand friendly chairs so they hold that back safe while you use the one that goes over the sand and they just glide on the sand they are a really good piece of equipment and they should be available at all seasides because 
you know, you don't want them on the pier or up on the sidewalk. You want to get them up on the sand. I know Levi and Lucas have some mobility, but other people with disabilities don't. They are wheelchair bound, so to have these available, I think they should be available at all seasides, but Cleefops do have them. So we'd like to, that's the recommendation. But you know, also, I'm going to change it up a little bit here. Normally we do, we talk about product, don't we? that we use and like. Today, I just want to recommend a place. And I think the place we should recommend is Mablethorpe for people to go and visit, don't you? Yeah, or, or like we've just said, Cleefops and Mablethorpe, they're, they're quite accessible. They've both got accessible um, changing facilities. Changing they were very clean places as well, weren't they? Yeah, obviously you have to use your radar key to get in these changing places toilets. So they are, they are normally, they're clean seaside towns, aren't they? And they're quite flat. Yeah. So, and the other thing at Mablethorpe, they have a little fun fair there. And if you just say to the guys, you know, we need to go on with Levi and Lucas as their parent carer to keep them safe because they've got epilepsy or whatever disabilities, they need help. They didn't charge for us. So it's always worth asking at fun fairs if the carer can go on for free because obviously Levi and Lucas wouldn't be able to go on the roller coaster on themselves if they had a seizure and they can't manage it with the poor mobility. So it's always worth asking for that too. So welcome back to the Difficulty Podcast. Today we have a very special guest who we are very lucky to know on a personal level as well. And this lady is very close to our hearts, a very special friend, and also is very supportive of what we do, what we stand for, and the journey we are on. Let me give you a little bit about this lovely lady. Some of you might already know her. She is a lady called Sharon West. Now Sharon is a singer, a songwriter, and she's also a supporting artist for TV and film. And in her full-time job, sadly, she still has to do a full-time <laughs> job. Um, she is also a very, very good careers advisor for young people who are transitioning from college into full-time employment. And it's a pleasure to have you here, Sharon. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you? We're good. So, Sharon, please give everybody a bit of an insight into who you are and what you do and the amazing talent you have. I think you, you you summed that up really, really well in the introduction, to be fair. Um, obviously, like like you said, a singer-songwriter, I perform quite regularly. I record, write and record quite a lot of my own music. I've got stuff coming out in um, July, some new music that's been going to be on Spotify and iTunes and all the download sites. I've recently started doing um, some TV and film extra work, so I'm in a couple of B- I'm in a BBC production that's coming out later on in the year. Um, and hopefully be doing more of that in the coming months. But I have to sort of fit it in around school holidays because um, obviously I, I work uh, in a college, so I'll get the holidays off and do it then. See, what I like about having you on the podcast, the Different Village podcast channel, is because obviously you have kind of two professional lives, your work life. If you can hear noise, it's because we still have Levi and Lucas with us because they have two weeks off in May. So we are real and those noises you can hear is one of our very familiar. Stories. Very, very familiar. Yeah, yeah. There's a funny story to that though, isn't there? Once when I can't remember where we were, near Christmas or New Year and Sharon stopped over at our house for the first time <laughs> and uh, Levi is like an escaping artist at night time and Sharon was sleeping on the sofa downstairs. What happened Sharon? I was um, 
I, well, I, I thought I heard a noise and didn't really know where it had come from. And then all of a sudden, I, I looked up and Levi had slammed the, the baby gate open and we just stood there for a second, sort of realised I was there and sat on the end of the settee and looked really quite annoyed that, <laughs> <laughs> that we sat in his, because I was literally in his spot on the sofa where he normally sits. Yeah. So I moved myself um, and then actually tried to bring him back up to bed. Um, which I eventually did try to put him back in his own bed. He wasn't having any of that. He was going in yours. I've always said I that Levi gets up like through the night, and I'm sure people don't believe us, but if they ever see like Gavin did, then he just suddenly appears downstairs at like one or two morning. One to his Well, did you shove iPad in your face? Is what, sorry? Did you shove iPad in your face? Did you get that? No, it just sat. And then I said, what's it? come on, I said, bedtime, bedtime. And I said, come on, let's go and find Daddy. And I, he let me lead him back upstairs. And I did try to steer him to his own room, but he, he was like, no, I'm turning right. I'm going to Daddy's. Sharon, I want to quickly talk about something because a lot of yeah. people won't actually know this about you. The work yeah. you do as a careers advisor, which is quite relatable to the Differability podcast, is you also work with a lot of special ed- educational needs Students. students, students, don't you? Um, I do. Helping to transition to mm. employment or different paths for their lives. Tell us a bit yeah. about that. Um, well, we're actually, um, we're a sort of mainstream college, so we're not a specialist college by any means, um, but we do have an, like an exceptional uh, support system for young people who come to us with additional needs. So we have young people who've got physical disabilities, but we also have quite a lot of students with autism and those kind of um, you know, additional needs. So um, the, basically when it comes to careers, obviously the paths can, can be quite different. Um, accessing certain support um, at university is, yeah. uh, is, is challenging sometimes because they don't always have uh, everything in place but if you've got a nice seamless transition like we tend to try and have at this end usually by the time they get to sort of being in a higher higher education there is a plan in place so obviously while we we're while they're in college they still have their education and healthcare plans um which we, we which we use to sort of guide us through through education and beyond um students without those uh, so students who may have autism but not an ehcp uh, still have the same level of support. We have a study support team um, who, who engage them in sort of looking at what, what their options are at the end of uh, their journey with us and moving then on to employment and training um, or, or, or higher education if that's, you know, if that's their choice. Yeah. I think one of, one of the difficulties is um, that, uh, when, especially when it comes to employment, I think more, more than uh, sort of higher education because I think the universities now are extremely supportive uh, yeah. of young people, you know, with dis- disabilities and, um, and and have a lot in place already, um, like a lot of purpose sort of built teams to support young people so that the, the, seem, the transition's really seamless from college and then into, into HE. Um, but I think for employment, I still think em- employers are a little bit worried that they're not doing the right things. Yeah. One of the good things that we, we, we're a disability uh, confident employer and some employers do have that status. You have to apply for that status. You have to um, do quite a lot of work with an organisation to, to sort of like prove that you have those kind of things in place to support anybody, not just young people, anybody of any age who's actually going to join that organisation who has any kind of disability. So, the, so the, there's an inclusivity to, to how they operate and to make sure that everybody who actually works there gets the same opportunities and the same level of support. 
Well, look, looking after, you do a lot around the LGBT stuff as well, don't you? And you're the lead for that, and you're the college Sharon. Oh, she loves her gays, does Sharon. <laughs> but we, we, we know that's an extra difficulty, though, isn't it, for children with SEN or autism? Yeah. The, well, the, is, they, can, they can be struggling with sexuality and be autistic as well, or have an additional well, I, need. Yeah, I came across a term like quite because obviously terminology changes so so often, yeah. and uh, especially when you look at sort of the LGBTQ plus community, there's there's, there's 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 always new terms coming in for, for people want to, although people don't like to be labelled, they, they sort of do. They like to like to feel like they they are included in, in whatever. Um, sort of group they're wanting to be included in, so such as um, our LGBT group, as much as they are a, a real mixture of uh, gay, lesbian, transgender, um, uh, uh, we've, got, we've got a real range of students, they still call it gay club. Yeah. So it's, it's, just, it's just how they what they feel comfortable with, but, but very much what, the work that we do here, or the work that I do with that particular group, is around um, mental health, um, support services for, for, for young people um, who, who are part of that community because they, they don't always feel comfortable going to a regular GP to ask, you know, certain questions. Are they yeah. questioning their sexuality? Who do they need to speak to? Who can they get the right advice from? But then you mentioned the, the, the other side of, of young people who are a part of that community but also are autistic. There was a term that I came across I'd never heard of quite recently called autogender. Yeah. Now, um, that's it, like I say, it's very, very new to me. So obviously, I went on and researched that. And it was it, it, for anybody who doesn't know, it's basically a term where somebody may be questioning who they are, but the perception of who they are is marred by their disability and their being autistic and their level of perception and understanding around certain things. So, body language, for instance, is how they interpret interpret body language can be very, very different to how you or I might interpret body language um but yeah so so the terminology thing it, it's it's very much a case of, of having to keep on top of that and also making sure that you know that the students that are autistic do feel very very included in that group um because we've got some real big characters um and a lot of the autistic students are, are, tend to be a little bit more reserved so it's about how it's about how you include those in the activities that you do making sure that you're putting questions out to them Oh, you sound very professional, Sharon. Yeah, yeah. I am very, very professional. I am very impressed. But uh, I know a very different Sharon to this, <laughs> and I love it. But um, because obviously we have been very close friends for many years, but we have. it's important that you spoke about that because, you know, it's very relevant to this Differability podcast and the transition and different minority groups and others kind of support services that are out there. Sometimes yeah. people don't realise that there is help, advice and guidance yeah. for young people. There is. You, and I you just want to point something out very quickly. Every yeah. time I'm on the phone to Sharon, listeners, I don't know why it happens. Sharon knows what I'm going to say. <laughs> but Levi is doing it now. Every time I'm on the phone to Sharon, suddenly Levi becomes really vocal. <laughs> And he gets louder and louder. <laughs> he loves me. And it always right. happens with Sharon, nobody else. <laughs> so if you're hearing, you know, lots of vocal exercises in the background, it's the beautiful... I have to say, though, we, we met Sharon many years ago from when she worked for social care. And from day one, you were always, like, brilliant with the boys. You're, like, very inclusive and accepting of different disabilities. And you've worked in that field a lot of years, haven't you, Sharon, in different jobs and different roles? We've met, yeah. we, we, met, we met Sharon about um, 20 years ago when Sharon was 
about 50. <laughs> and um, time just goes so fast, doesn't it, Sharon? I've a lot of work done. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does go so fast. But I think when you, when you sort of look, at, look back at what I was doing there, uh, even at that point, I was working with, you know, young people, especially all looked after young people, all looked after children. Yeah. Um, and again, you sort of looked at looked after children. I was working with looked after children with disabilities. So uh, there's, there's all this. <laughs> so it's, Levi's it's it's a multifaceted thing, you know. You do tend to find that a lot of, you know, minority groups have got. There's more than one issue there. So you might somebody might be ta- you know dealing with one, but not necessarily supporting the other. And I think it's about having that holistic sort of thing where where everything's yeah. being addressed. But it's getting that is difficult because I know there's a lack of finance, you know, a lack of financial, lack of financial support. There's not as much money goes into, um, you know, supporting um, special needs children as as much as we would probably like it to. I know, I know, you're you're looking at your older boys now, and the fact that they're 16, and it's it's what what do we do educationally at that point? Then when they get to 19, what do we do educationally at that point? And then there's a the gap. Then there's the bit from 19 to 25. What do we do there? You know, it's, it's a life. It's a lifelong commitment. It's a, it's, it's a thing about understanding. You know, what's out there to support you as parents. A lot of, I think, a lot of our listeners are confused about this post sixteen bit. Same as we want. So we just were always assumed that the boys would stay full time until nineteen, mm. and then the council says actually we only have to offer them sixteen hours post sixteen. Yeah. So we've spoken about it before on the podcast, and you and we've had these battles. Yeah. Uh, the 19 to 25 bit, because the EHCPs are valid till 25, aren't they, Sharon? They are, what, yeah. What normally happens with that section, is that for pupils with additional needs that go into, like, higher education? Yeah, because because there are, uh, you know, there, there are some HE, H- uh, a lot of HE providers that do, do offer quite high levels of support. But I think, you know, when, when you've got, when you're looking at HE, that's more for, for, for like gaining higher level qualifications. And you know, I'm working with some incredibly like, exceptionally intelligent autistic children at the moment who, you know, will go on and do amazing things at university. But that, that that's not going to be the same case for every child that's oh. got, you know, got autism because the, the, the spectrum is so big. You know, yeah. you know the, the, the young people who are on the lower end, you know, can manage quite, seem to be able to manage quite well with the right level of support, whereas young people on the higher end, removing everything that would class, be classed as their routine and moving into something or going and living somewhere that's completely out of their comfort zone, they wouldn't be able to cope with that. It'd be, it'd be something like, and you as parents, obviously, you it wouldn't be wanting, you wanting to farm your children off to somewhere where they felt you felt like they weren't being looked after. And I think that's that's the other thing is when they get to sort of 25, they're adults. Uh, the class as adults now aren't they by uh, local authorities to be fair when they get 16 they move into adult services um but it's it's what's out there and i think it takes a lot of unpicking uh, i think that's looking. like what what's recently happened into it to harvey christ yeah. like residential is he 19 now yeah, residential oh. college onto where yeah. he lives and learns there um, yeah. and like this little apartment and there, there isn't much like that. There is, there's, it's few and far there between. Are, there's a few. Um, if you, there's, there's um, 
I found, I found an organization called NATSPEC. So it's N-A-T-S-P-E-C. So it's the voice of specialist further, further education. And they run a college's directory. So they have a directory of all the these sort of like FE colleges or HE colleges that would, would work with uh, new people with additional needs for, for a multitude of, of you know, different disabilities. So it's, quite, it's worth having a look at that because a lot of them aren't very local to where you live. So it's not as if you could just do days. Yeah. You know, you, you are working a residential base. That's not necessarily going to be the right fit for anyone. I think Levi agrees with me, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, that's where we're really looking into because Levi looks at school is just around the corner. But, but yeah. previously, we had to travel to Castleford, didn't we? And it were like two hours like journey, yeah. and two hours in the evening to get there and back. And that, you have no life, yeah. Yeah, normally the case, isn't it, with additional needs schools and stuff that's so far away from home but yeah. but the long-term commitment we've made is obviously we we know from the offset that levi lucas will live with us for the rest of their lives and, and yeah. we accept that and we understand yeah. that um, i think it just, it just changes how i think you just adapt you know what kind of learning you want them to have what kind of support you want them to have you know if, obviously because they're going to be living at home will you have somebody that comes in and does you know, particular sessions with them, like just some yeah. kind of learning or, or some practical type of things to keep them, because they're used to going to school every day. Yeah. So, so when they get to that point, when they're not getting ready and going to school every day, that's their, that's their routine yeah. gone. So it's what, do you, what do you replace that with? I think that's the question. A lot of the listeners will find that really helpful, especially like directing them to that that place that you just said as well, <laughs> and, that, and online and stuff, they can research it. But just wanted yeah. to like, your other stuff like your music we want to talk about your music very (laughs) quickly so Sharon did a lot with pride sessions and then this year you've recently got into more TV stuff I'll say it quickly about that Sharon did you find that intensive whether people on set with different difficulties are in a wheelchair or anything like that there were there were one or two people there that had um, that had you know got yeah. disabilities. And when you look at some of the casting sort of agencies that I work under, um, they do specifically have um, you know for people with disabilities because obviously they need to portray all you know all all areas of society. Yeah. You can't just you know we're not we're not all middle class white people. Are we? This is, this is the thing we need to have a full spectrum of people to make things real. So um, you only have to look at um, things like I think it's is it uh, Emmerdale. Yeah. Um, where a young person on there, he got cerebral palsy, and he's obviously he, he's managed so well. His speech was amazing to say that he was dealing with that disability, but he's managing to, you know, act to a very high level. So I, I think it's this thing about people not feeling as though that their children have to have limitations. I know there's going to be physical limitations for some people, and you're not going to be able to do certain things. But if yes. you, you know, if you feel that your your child, your you know, your teenager, young, young. Oh. Or young adult, you might you might have a you know a child that's disabled but is in the thirties. You know, there's still yeah. things that you can that things that they can go out and do that make them feel valuable and make them feel included in 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 society. It's 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 a huge thing. Like inclusivity is one thing, diversity is another. Yeah, you know, and, and you need to have. You need to have both, don't you? I think we're. I think we we were so, watching the jubilee, aren't we? And we really yeah. noticed that that there were a lot more diversity <laughs> in the artists, but in the audience as well. I know yeah. it's like we're Will and Kate and on the um, what, what's it called? What were they in the Royal Box? There were a lot. They were a lot more diverse than what we used to. Be. It's just so nice, isn't it? To see everybody come together to yeah. join the celebrations, but. 
I want to ask about your music. I want to know what's next. Your music career, your singing, your songwriting, recording, recording your live vocals. And to all the listeners, uh, just so you all know, um, I previously used to be Sharon's singing teacher. And then, so yeah, I used to be Sharon's also singing teacher. So I kind of guide Sharon sometimes with her vocals. <laughs> Sharon, what's so funny? <laughs> what, what, do we, what do I always say to you when you start singing? Listeners, anybody who's watching this, whenever I WhatsApp Sharon, I never send her a text. I always send Sharon a voicemail with me singing. <laughs> That's how stupid our relationship really is. But no, on a serious note, your music, what's happening with that, Sharon? Um, I've just I've just been back in the studio, so I'm I'm doing um, a cover version of, of a song, but a dance cover version. So I tend to obviously you guys know this because I, I spend a lot of time with you, but um, majority of the music that I write and, and sort of record it is dance music because I sort of like the, the kind of stuff that I like. So I do obviously have um, like quite a bit of stuff now actually on, on Spotify and iTunes and Amazon yeah. and all those download sites. So if anybody's even remotely interested, by all means, go and have, have a listen. Um, oh, but some of your original tracks have done really well, haven't they? And dance yeah. Tracks. Yeah, I had one last year that got into the club dance chart uh, in some of their top twenty, which was yeah. pretty pretty good, and that got mentioned in uh, like um, it's a proper music industry magazine called Music Week, so it got it got sort of mentioned in there, which was huge for me because as an independent artist, because I don't actually work for a record label, I don't have any financing, I don't have any you know physical backing from anybody, so everything I do, I have to fund myself. Um, so to actually get a little bit of accolade by doing something that gets recognised by something that's, you know, of that, yeah. that level was was huge. So uh, this next single, I'm hoping, uh, it does quite well because it's actually, like I say, it's a cover version of a, of a song um, and it, it's quite a well-known one from the 90s. So I think because people already know the song itself, sometimes that lends itself to people being more interested or, or it getting picked up quicker by DJs because people think, oh, I know that song, you know, or I can mix that into that and, it, and then it works in, well in DJ sets. So... We, we've had an exclusive of that, and it is his favourite one that you've done. And we do yeah, like, really liked it, yeah. It was music, very basic. We, you only heard the very basic it. version. Yeah. It's, it's my favourite one. I've listened to the final edit, and so I've put my input in <laughs> as your singing teacher. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it's wonderful. But please, Sharon, tell everybody where they can find you on socials and stuff. Please, okay. Everybody. Well, I am on, I'm on Instagram, so I'm uh, at Wested Music on Instagram. If you just look under Sharon West on Facebook, I'm on there. Um, I've also got a, a YouTube channel. So if you if you look up Sharon West and then Demons, which is uh, one of the singles of the album that I did a couple of years ago, uh, that will take you to the page. It's got all of my songs on. Uh, and like I say, I'm, all, I'm also on um, Spotify and um, uh, iTunes, Amazon Music, all of, all of the download and um, streaming sites. Uh, if you just look up under Sharon West and uh, it's also on available on plentyoffish.com as well. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, on, on, that, on that note, Sharon, we've got to leave it there. Thank you. you. Know, it's, all, all, it's been a joy for us. It's been a joy. For a while, it? But she's been refusing us. She's been saying, no, my time is too full. And we're saying, what? How dare you? How the bestie is refusing us. She's crazy <laughs> now. It's been, and I know you're on a quick break here, but it's yeah. been great to have you here on the Differability Podcast. Lovely and, to talk yeah. to you as always. Always a pleasure, never a chore. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, so thank you very much for tuning in and listening to this episode of the Differability Podcast. Please don't forget to like, share, rate and review us because it's so important and we still want you to be engaged with us. So if there's ever anything you want us to talk about, please do reach out to myself or Michael or the guys at Dadsnet and please do give them a like, a share and a follow too on the Dadsnet. Yeah, definitely. So um, like, subscribe, share. But we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you want any topics covering, please do send your uh, topics in. Anything you want covering or anything that deserves a shout out, please get in touch. We did have a comment on uh, Twitter about us last episode from Samantha Bowen. Was lovely hearing you talk about accessible playgrounds and my ears did tingle a bit. Really hope big changes will happen this year. So that's about our last episode with Kelly from Born Anxious about making playgrounds more accessible. So thanks for that, Samantha. Jack? End it and say goodbye. That felt like that ended mid-sentence. You were supposed to have ended it and said goodbye, we'll see you next time. Yeah, Okay. that's what we did. What the fuck? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> you so knew I was going to do that, Jack. You're the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> you it. We've got to you do another, so yeah. You knew I was going to do that because you started laughing before I even did it. <laughs> Hurry up now. So thank you for joining us on today's Disability Podcast. Uh, for myself, Paul, and... And me, Michael. We'll see you again next time. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Thank you and goodbye. Take care of yourselves and each other.